I read a story this week about a, a village that was going through a drought. And, uh, you know, no crops, it's a difficult time. And uh, they decide that they need to gather all the people of the village for a, uh, a time to pray. And the day comes and they all gather together and they're going to pray. But one child comes walking up holding an umbrella. That, I would submit as a picture of faith. They're there to pray for rain and that little one is prepared for the water to come down. Faith is something that we live by. It is this gift that God gives us. Uh, Hebrews 11 verse 1 tells us that faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. I was looking at that in, in the, uh, the original languages, and it, it's kind of interesting. Um, Hebrews is, is difficult in, in its Greek, and uh, um, that first phrase, you know, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, could also be faith is hoping confidence. It's hoping confidence. It's not just kind of, I hope. It's confidence that hopes. And it has this certainty that's attached to it. Faith is proof of things unseen, it says. It, it, it accepts and it, and it holds on to promises. You know, when somebody makes you a promise, you don't know whether or not they're going to keep that. Well, God has made all kinds of promises to us. And faith grabs onto those promises and says, yes, God is going to do these things. I've used this example before. I mentioned a while back. I'm turning into my dad. I say the same things over and over again. When I stand here and I forgive your sins, prove me wrong. We take that by faith that our sins are forgiven. We hold on to, not my words, but, but God's promises in that moment. Or when we have a, a funeral... And I speak about the resurrection of the dead. Prove me wrong. Or how about this? Just talking about heaven. Then when we die, we go to be with Christ. Prove me wrong. Can't. And you know what? I can't prove it right. But I can hold on to God's promises and trust those promises with confidence. Because God has shown himself to be faithful over and over again. And our faith takes hold of those promises. Now, that's not to say that we're just kind of going about willy-nilly believing anything and everything that we want. Faith is connected to God's word. And faith also peeks through and into our lives and it, it drives us to action. That this hoping confidence that we have it translates into our lives. It translates into the things that we do. So, for instance, these quilts, they're beautiful, right? You shall be nodding your heads. Yes, that they are beautiful. Um, why do the ladies do this all year? Why do they, why do they work on these? Well, they, they do it for a group called Lutheran World Relief. And Lutheran World Relief will use these in ministry to care for people who are in need. You know, we see these, you know, and 
We're from Northeast Ohio. It gets cold. We're like, yeah, wrap that around. But for other people, this is a safe place, a soft place to put on the ground to lay their baby. You know, they will use these all over the world in all kinds of, of different ways. And these aren't just given out willy-nilly. They're given out in, in connection to a ministry, in connection to mission. And as they do this, as they give these out, there's an opportunity there to build a relationship. And as these workers build relationships with people, they have the opportunity to share the gospel with them. They have the opportunity to tell people about Jesus and to share the hope that we have in his life, death, and resurrection. I would submit to you that the women make these year-round because they're living by faith. Faith that God will use these, not just, not just to help somebody, but to bring Christ, life, and salvation to somebody. Or how about this? We baptize our children, right? Those of you who have more white in your hair, children grow up, right? Do you control the choices that they make? No. But in that moment, when you bring them to the baptismal font, you are trusting God's promises and putting them into God's hands as part of your witness to them that they would hold on to this faith that is given in the water and through the word. We baptize our children in faith and in hope that they will receive this salvation and that they will live in it for their whole lives. Or when you come to the supper in, in a little bit here, your eyes will see bread and wine. But what will you receive with that bread and wine? Christ's body and blood, right? We don't see that. Forgiveness of sins, right? But those are things that we can't see. They have to be received by faith. There's this great scene in Mark chapter 9 where a dad is interceding for his son. And he asks Jesus, he says, if you can do anything, you know, please help us. And Jesus is like, if? It's one of those moments where I'm like, do you know who you're talking to? And the guy says, I believe, help my unbelief. Yeah. I think that's a brilliant prayer. Because I think we always have these things going on inside of us where we struggle with faith and we strive to believe God's promises. And this impacts stewardship too. You know, we're, we're preparing uh, as a congregation to give our pledges. And when we think about stewardship, this is an act of faith. And I think in these three ways. It's a statement of faith that God created us and all there is. That there ain't nothing that we got that we didn't get from him. That it's all by his blessing. That, that all of this life is a gift. 
It, it, it's, a, it's an act of faith that Christ redeems my life, your life. And that includes our, our material blessings to use them for his glory. That's pretty amazing. You know, I remember when my dad used to have me help him change the oil. And when I say he had me help him, I handed him tools. No, no more. That, things went badly. Uh, God uses us to do his work. That's a privilege. He makes our lives worthy through the forgiveness that Jesus has won for us to do his work. That's a beautiful thing. Thirdly, the spirit is at work in us and through us. We believe that. We believe that, yes, we we are sinners and, and that sin has wrecked our lives in so many different ways. But we are also saints with the Holy Spirit at work in us to shape us, to transform us, to bring that good news to us, to deliver Jesus' forgiveness to us, but also through us to deliver his forgiveness and salvation to the world. And when I say to the world, start with your children. Start with your family and your friends. And just look at where God can use you to bring salvation to somebody else. Stewardship, it's faith that God has a plan to bring life and salvation to us. Faith in Jesus, crucified and risen. 1 Corinthians 15 says, this is a matter of first importance. This is the thing. That Christ died and rose for us. And faith also tells us that it's God's plan to use us to bring his kingdom, to bring his reign of forgiveness and and new life to people today. So how much faith do you need to have? I love the image from our gospel lesson Jesus says, if you have faith like a mustard seed, you can speak to this mulberry tree and it'll go out into the sea. Now, I've never tried that. And sometimes people are like, well, I must not have much faith because I spoke to the mulberry tree and it didn't go. I would submit to you that Jesus is doing something much bigger and larger and harder than casting trees into the lake. He is bringing dead people back to life. He's washing away sins. He's transforming us. And our faith, small though it may be, receives those gifts. And he works there. And on top of that, what happens to a seed if you plant it? Yeah, it'll grow. And mustard seeds, while they're very tiny grow to be very large. Last night at, um, after Rejoicing Spirits, um, I was talking with, with a couple of the members and we were looking at all of these quilts. Now, I, I, I grew up Lutheran. I have seen this pretty much every year for 47 years. 
And I'm not saying that this isn't beautiful, because it is. I'm not saying that it isn't wonderful, because it is. But at some point, you start to expect things. Have you ever noticed that about yourself? You, you just kind of get used to it, and you're like, oh, yeah, it's happening again. And you start to, like, not see the amazingness and take things for granted. Apologize. But in that conversation, I kind of had a little bit of a head-scratcher across 51 years of our congregation's history. How many quilts have we donated to Lutheran World Relief? I'll have a really good number for you. Lots. A lot. How many lives have been touched by these quilts that the ladies in our church make? How many heard the gospel through Lutheran World Relief's ministry that we supported? I don't know. But I'm certain that it has happened. I'm certain that God has blessed this work to help people meet Jesus. And I'm certain that God is using Gloria Day Lutheran Church, you and me, to help people meet Jesus. Through the ministries that we support, through soft sharing our faith together through Christ care, through mops, mothers of preschoolers. There's all sorts of things, including this, this ministry that every lady in this congregation is part of, even if you don't know it, called Lutheran Women's Missionary League. You know, the thing that I would guess that most of us know that Lutheran Women's Missionary League does is we collect mites, Right? A couple times a year, the notice goes out. It, you know, you have that little box that maybe it's on your dryer at home so that when your kids change falls out, it goes into the box. <laughs> and year after year, Lutheran Women's Missionary League uses those donations to fund missions around the world, it, including this really cool ministry in, in Africa where they find girls in jail and they bring them out and they teach them skills and share the gospel with them, this kind of thing. And that's just one example of the many things that they do. Small things, change, collected over time, over large amounts of people. And God uses that now, do we always see what God is doing? No. It's kind of frustrating. That's Habakkuk's lesson. He's looking and he's like, I don't see what you're doing, God. And God says, wait for it. God is in the salvation business. And he reminds Habakkuk, as he reminds us, that the righteous shall live by faith. Not by having it all figured out, not by sight, but by faith. So, as you consider your pledge, what do you believe? What can God do with your offering? Can he impact your life? Can he use this to help you grow in faith? Can he, can he impact other people's lives through the ministry that your tithes and offerings empower? 
And I want you to think beyond money. To think about your life as a witness of faith in the forgiveness of Christ. A life that, that waits for Jesus to keep his promises. To go back to the story that I told at the beginning. I want to be that kid that shows up with the umbrella. The one that trusts God's promises so much that my life by my actions reflects that trust. What about you? Where do you want to be in, in, in this life of faith? Let's, let's strive for that. Let's live in forgiveness, absolutely. But let's, let's, let's attempt hard things for Jesus' sake. Let's live lives of faith as we wait in faith for Jesus. Amen.